Hello and welcome to this episode of You Bet to Hear Me. I am your host, Charlene McWilliams. Today I continue my conversation with my dear friend Monica Best. She discusses her story, which is featured in the book, We All Grieve Differently. What I learned about grief was just to allow myself to grieve. Um, grieving wasn't a, um, a big part of my therapy. I had other issues. <laughs> <laughs> that's that another show. Of this dis- yeah, that's a whole other show. <laughs> so, Understood. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to um, stay on the uh, grief part. Um, it came up because um, you know, when you, well, for those who don't know, when you start therapy, they start off with how you grew up, how was your relationship with your parents, mm-hmm. and they do all of that so that they can try to figure mm-hmm. out your mindset and why you think, because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know from the first, mm-hmm. uh, from the moment you're born up until like eight or nine, something like that, um, that's when your thought processes are formed. hmm and so they ask you them questions so they can try to figure out, you know, why do you think the way you think? Right. Um, so what I learned about grief, that's one of the things I did learn about grief, allow myself to grieve and um, how to take myself to a happy place. Mm-hmm. Now, for everything else, as far as what I learned about myself is that I'm a very, I mean, already knew, I might be a little rough around the edges sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know diamonds are formed in cold <laughs> they're a little, yeah they're they a little rough they're a little ugly at first <laughs> then they you know they get shaped and formed into this beautiful magnificent light and so yeah <laughs> my light is growing 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 <laughs> well, what I learned about myself is that um, some of the way I used to think and process things that happen were incorrect mm. and what I mean by incorrect is it's because of what I learned growing up and it's not to say that your parents are bad or nothing like that that's why I can't even explain the therapy piece really because that's that's gonna take up all the time and that's like a whole nother show for real <laughs> right um, because it's a process it's a process right. that you go through about your thinking your subconscious and how to bring it back to your conscious mind so they're like, if you know you're a person that get angry, like I used to have a very short fuse, okay? Mm-hmm. And so um, I had to learn why. Why do I have a short fuse? Why do certain things bother me? Uh, mm-hmm. So I just learned about myself that I needed to uh, start exercising some patience. Um, <laughs> don't act off of emotions. Right. Uh, you know, you're going through stuff and, and you make decisions and then you be like, dang, I shouldn't have did that. Because right. you were emotional, you didn't take the time to think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I sometimes I do this thing where it's called a blackout. That's what I call it. <laughs> where I uh, I used to get so angry um, that I really didn't care about the uh, you know the outcome, the consequences. Yeah. I knew there were going to be consequences, and I was okay with the consequences. You didn't know and what so, they would be. You just didn't care yeah. what they were going to be. And I, yep, and I acted accordingly. So, you know, just stuff like that. You learn about yourself. You, you learn that I would never have called myself a people pleaser because what? <laughs> I ain't pleasing nobody. But when you really learn what that is and some of your actions, you, you'll say, yeah, you know what? 
almost like sometimes when you put people first, meaning mm-hmm. you don't care about your own self, you just care about everybody else happening. That's a that's a form of people pleasing. Right, right. And I just learned a lot about myself. Um, just please get y'all some therapy, even if you think <laughs> you don't need it. Everybody, everybody has had some type of trauma in their life. Trauma can be anything. It does not have to be somebody busting you in your head. It could be something you saw, something you heard, something somebody said to you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you if you get to know that stuff about yourself, then you can better yourself as a person. Everybody should want to be better. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that is so key, wanting to be better. And grief can it could keep you from being better if you allowed it. But if you have the opportunity to get some help to talk to someone about how grief is affecting you, that is is key. And there's nothing wrong with getting someone to help you through it. Nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I think that is important for people to know. And knowing yourself and getting to know yourself is a, is a great thing. I think a lot of times people don't want to get to know themselves. I don't think they want to face who they are because it might not look as good as they thought it would. You know how you have this, you have this view of who you think you are. And then when you go through therapy or when you're unraveling the cord that you think that is you, you realize, wait a minute, there are some things here that aren't so great. And I might have to work on being a different person. I might, if I want to be a better person, I might have to be a different person. Yeah. And that's it. It's it's coming to looking yourself in the mirror. You know, Michael Jackson had a song, Man in the Mirror. Yes. That really had a deeper meaning than just dancing and something he put together nice. No. Yeah. You have to look yourself in the mirror every day. You know, everybody knows how they are and who they are. Mm Mm-hmm. They yep. might not know who they should supposed to become or whatever like that, but they do know. You know when you got some issues. You know if you really take a look at yourself, you know you got issues. <laughs> right, right. But I don't. I don't think a lot of people want to do that. I don't think they want to really take a look at themselves or take ownership yeah. of 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 what's going on. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I don't even know why. I don't know why they wouldn't want to face because it's they think it's devastating or they have to change or I don't, I'm not sure maybe I could talk to a therapist who could help me understand why people don't want because <laughs> <laughs> I you know I don't mind saying okay Charlene was wrong I would yeah. even to, to some extent to my daughter say listen mommy does not have all the answers I don't yeah. have all the answers and I am not perfect so I'm going to apologize occasionally for things that I've done, but I am going to set up, set up barriers and, and things for you, for your safety. So you might not like it, but that's the way it's going to be. Okay. So I have, even with my six-year-old, I'm okay with saying I'm not perfect and I will make mistakes. So people have to, I think in this world for us to be able to thrive and have great relationships and have meaningful, deep relationships, friendships, even definitely friendships and even romantic relationships. It's important to be honest with yourself and in working with grief, working through grief, that it will require you to be very honest with yourself about what you're feeling and why you're feeling it and how to get through it. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, 
like you said, people, that, that's it exactly. People don't want to, uh, some people don't want to even face themselves. They spend so much time uh, cultivating and, and nurturing mm -hmm. this false image of mm -hmm. themselves <laughs> mm -hmm. till, I, you know, they sometimes believe it even though it ain't true. Right. You ever right. heard of people that uh, tell themselves so many lies so they start to believe them? I've heard of those people. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I know a few, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> that is another show. <laughs> Girl, I need to be on a lot of shows then. I need to be on a lot of your shows. <laughs> There's a lot of things, a lot of things we, you know, we could talk about, but right now we talk about grief anyway yeah. so yeah they, they begin to believe the lies <laughs> and even in grieving even in grieving you tell yourself you're okay and you're really not mm -hmm. um you know you tell you i used to tell myself i was okay and um but i knew i wasn't okay meaning i'm good how you doing i'm good no you're not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i've had people to tell me that no you're not come and give me a hug or let me give you a hug You'd be surprised what a genuine hug can do for somebody. Right. Um, right. And some people grieve um, relationships that they don't have with their parents. Yeah. Uh, some of, in this book, there are a couple of people, I believe, who uh, are grieving their parents and they're still here. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the book, is just it's just awesome right it, it yeah. is awesome because there are some women who are i mean they are still here so you're it's not necessarily a physical death it is the death of the relationship and there's grief in that and i think that a lot of people aren't able to move on successfully in their lives and relationships because they don't acknowledge the death of another of a previous relationship yeah and that is so important it's important because you're taking that's where that baggage comes along you you're taking all of this unhealthy mindset and unhealthy feelings into another relationship into your future and yeah. you won't be able to have a true and honest relationship until you've dealt with the grief or the death of a previous relationship and yeah. it, it's it's so important i think that people understand that facing grief is not a weakness. It is not. You better hear me when I tell you that facing grief is not a weakness. It's a strength. It can be very cathartic to work through the death of a relationship or the death of a, the death of a parent. And we've had so much grief go on in, in the last year. Uh, there's been so many people who left who actually have died that it should make us more aware and more honest about the relationships that we have and how to make sure that they're healthy. Um, I would like to think that, but I, I know that's not the case, but it has made me look at some relationships that I've had. And I've had to, I've had to walk away from some people because it wasn't a healthy relationship. And, and am I sad about it? Yes. But was it the best for both of us? I believe so. So, and, and in that, grief of of that relationship i was very clear with myself as to what's going to be best for everybody in that particular situation and i think that's where i think that's how we can move through move into relationships in a healthy way yeah absolutely sometimes some friendships relationships or whatever they're not meant 
for a lifetime. They're meant for seasons. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes okay. there's, yeah, it is okay. And sometimes their season is up and you're sad about it. Cause I'm the type of person that, um, you know, when I, when I, when I have a friend, I have a friend. And if you, if you feel like I've done something to you and um, I'm feeling some kind of ways, you know, some kind of pull, I'm going to ask, I'm going to be the friend that asked, um, you know, is there something wrong? Mm-hmm. Did I do say something? Cause like I said, once again, I, I know me and I know sometimes my words come out kind of harsh mm-hmm. uh, or aggressive. That's kind of my personality but I don't mean any harm. Most of my friends that know me, they know that. Right. That's one of the things they love about me. <laughs> right, right. But then, then there's people, I have friends who who don't necessarily uh, like it. Mm-hmm. Well, they mm-hmm. like it when it's convenient for them. Right. How about that part? Right. And so, uh, <laughs> and so sometimes, especially in the past, I'm better at it now. I'm better now where I don't have to do it as much, but growing up and stuff like that I had to always apologize because I was always doing something to hurt somebody's feelings and I got to the point where listen maybe it's you (laughs) maybe you're not receiving it correctly but I but I'm one who will apologize if I know that I did something but here's this here's the thing people some people don't know that they've done anything to you right so if you really value a friendship or relationship, have a conversation. Don't just get an attitude. Have a conversation. Because it has been times when I didn't know what I did to somebody. I didn't know they were carrying something that we was having fun and joking around and their feelings got hurt. Uh huh. That's good. But how would I know that if you didn't tell me that? Mm-hmm. You know, so. That is a very good point. Because people are not mind readers. Yeah. Even if your good friends are not mind readers. Yeah. So you, you've got to give them the opportunity to discuss what's going on. And if it's time for that relationship to end, it's time. Yeah. And if it isn't, if it isn't and you can mend that fence, that's great. Communication is the key. And you're communicating with yourself as well as that other person. So you got to be very clear on how you move forward with that. And if it's the end of the relationship, grieve it, you know, yeah. and, and just leave, grieve it and leave it. Grieve it, it yeah. That's Grieve it and leave it. You have to. You have to, because uh, once you once you approach somebody and, and then they don't tell you what you did or whatever, then I mean, it ain't nothing else you can do. Right. Right. Uh, you, you're trying to mend the relationship, and even if mending don't necessarily mean that you got to go back to where you were. Right. Mending it is just because. We were friends and I don't want it to end like that. But if you, you know, if it does and, and I reach out and you don't say nothing or whatever, then it just does. That just lets me know that, okay, it's, it was time for that. And it's okay. It was time for that relationship to end. And mm-hmm. it's okay. You did. Cause I'm, once again, I'm one of them people when I'm loyal to you, I'm loyal. When I'm your friend, I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if I, whenever I care about something, I'm going to try to fix it. If I can't fix it, I'm going to leave it. Right. That's, that, and that's, hey, leaving it is okay. Yeah. Because and it don't it, mean I'm mad. It just right. means. Friendships can end without it being a problem. Mm-hmm. You just got to be mature. Both people have to just be mature about it. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Emotionally mature. I think that too is a, yeah, another show because there are a lot <laughs> 
I believe there are a lot of people who are not emotionally mature enough to end a, a relationship or let it go. Just let it go gracefully. You can still be cordial. If you have to see people that you've ended relationships with, still be cordial. That's it's not going to take anything away from you to be that way. Absolutely. Once again, we all grieve differently. You got to grieve some relationships. <laughs> you do. You just got to you gotta grieve a lot of stuff. Some relationships, even with jobs. You might really love, you might really like the people at your job, but if it's time for you to go, you better grieve that thing and get, get to stepping. Grieve and leave. Yeah, that's my <laughs> news. Grieve and leave. I like that. You can, yeah, you can say, Charlene came in with that. Grieve that and leave. That might be the title of my new book. <laughs> I'm going to need some royalty payments on that one. I'm just. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. I know you do. I know you do. That's my girl. That's my girl, Monica. Well, Monica, thank you so much for talking with us today about grief and the importance of working through it and some of the things that help you work through, continue to work through the, the passing of your mom. So I think that if anyone gets anything out of this podcast today, they're going to learn that you need to make sure that you talk to somebody professional get some therapy about that thing, get a nice, have a nice network of people and listen to those people who love you and then allow yourself to really work through the grief. Yeah, I, I was going to, we are at the end, but we kind of like went over everything because I was going to leave them with some tips, but we already yes. did that throughout. No, no, okay, you, you, if I'm, you have some tips, you can, you can leave okay. with some tips. Okay, so first I'm going to, the scripture in my book, the beginning scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11, which is my favorite scripture. Mm -hmm. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Yeah, God gave me a hope and a future. No matter what goes on in my life, mm -hmm. he still is there for me. He know the plans that he has for me and that doesn't change the plans no matter what happens. I'm the only one that can change them plans by not going through with them. Right, right. That's so, right. That's, uh, good. That's one of my, I, I love that scripture too. Yeah. Plan. I have five tips that help me. Uh, number one, get and keep a personal relationship with God. Number two, allow yourself time to grieve and do not rush the process. Number three, your grieving does not have to mirror someone else's. Everyone grieves differently. Number four, get you a therapist if you really feel like you cannot handle it. Number five, remember the good times. It is okay to laugh and cry. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to end with this scripture, Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It ain't nothing like the peace mm -hmm. that comes from the Lord. I'm going to tell you, that can help you walk through fire, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoying that peace, no matter how the situation looks, is so key. And I wish more people could enjoy it and focus on that. I mean, there, you know, there are many Christians who don't enjoy that peace because they're looking at the situation as opposed to putting more power and more focus on the source of peace. And that's God. The situation yeah. does not, the situation doesn't have the power. God does. Yep, because whatever you give your attention to, that's what's magnified. Right. That's right. You're about to take up an offering. All righty here now. <laughs> some good stuff. You gotta grieve and leave and you know, don't give power to it. What you what you focus on, you give power to. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Monica, thank you so much for those keys and, and how you work, are working through the grief of your mom passing and um, other relationships. I mean, I think this will be good for other people who are grieving other relationships, how to work through that grief. And I appreciate you and I love you. And thank you for sharing your story with the listeners today. You're welcome. And I love you too. Thanks for having me.